0: Well, Welcome 613 golfers to another episode of 613 golfer podcast I am your host Jeff Botter and this episode is brought to you again by our good friends at ping golf Canada if you haven't had the chance to get out and try the new ping g425 irons woods hybrids or irons please get out there and try them out. Uh, now that you can get into retail, you should be able to test them out uh, in the nets at the retail outlets or on the driving ranges at, uh, at those places that, uh, that sell ping golf clubs and do fittings. They're, they're great clubs. You really should get out there. And if you can't, go to ca.ping.com and you can check it all out there as well. So, okay. I have to apologize. I do apologize. I have been gone for another week. I took a week off. Between this issue, this episode, and the last episode, and I do apologize, I didn't make an announcement that I said I was going to do. But I do have a really good excuse—a really good excuse. I did not want to do the show. No, that's not true. I did want to do the show, but we were prepping for the flags to open uh, this past weekend, and uh, and that event went off went off, went off without a hitch. See, I I take a week off. I can't even talk. Went off without a hitch. Uh, of any significance um, but we'll get into that later we have a full wrap-up of the flagstick open including some interviews that were done with each of the winners um, for those uh, watching on YouTube you'll see those interviews for those not you'll hear those interviews but uh, it has been a busy uh, week of golf we kind of set the tone for that after the last episode we said we were kind of getting into the golf tournament season and we were going to be running ourselves ragged covering golf tournaments and and being uh, at events. And that's exactly what's happened now. The race to the One Capital Cup has begun, people. The race to the One Capital Cup has begun on the Play Junior Golf Tour. Um, as I said before, we're happy to be a media partner with Play Junior Golf Tour and Chris camp But they got their first event after a number of delays and cancellations because of all the shutdowns. They had their first event at the Upper Canada Golf Course. Um, down near Morrisburg, and they finally got it in. A little bit of weather, but they got it in, and I have the results. Now, you can find the results on the Play Junior Golf Tour website uh, at uh, pjgtour.com, um, but I've got the results here. The Adam Boys, Jack Sample, Bantam Boys, Carter O'Brien, Bantam Girls, Yao Zhang, uh, the uh in initiation boys which is great because this is for the very young the young ones and and folks they need more of the young ones to jump in this is great stuff for these kids it's a it's a training ground for them and they have these levels of right down to initiation where you're talking you know six seven eight year olds that can do this only nine holes courses are set up for them properly but william martin was the initiation boys winner um the uh, junior boys was uh, Hudson Turcott. juvenile boys, Brady Hall, juvenile girls, Isabella Ferguson, novice boys, Owen Kopp, peewee boys, Landon Van Loon, peewee girls, Amelia McFarland. Now, next up on the P, uh, the Play Junior Golf Tour is July 5th at Smith Falls. So that'll be the next event. And I think they still have some openings there. So uh, jump on that. Please do. Uh, great spot for the kids to... to uh, develop their competitive golf juices, if you will, because competition golf and casual golf, not the same thing. I guarantee you, if you've never played a competition, you'll find out the first time you do just what the difference is. But once you do a number of competitions, you'll find out how, how the adrenaline starts flowing. You get really pumped up and excited about these competitive golf tournaments. So um, on the flagstick.com players uh, PGA Ottawa Tour, uh, the uh, second event, the Summer Open, sponsored by Cobra Puma Golf for the second time. Thank you to those uh, to Cobra Puma Golf for stepping up and sponsoring these events. It it, it uh, it's a really great thing for the local uh, PGA. Um, we have a repeat win- or, or a back to back winner. Chris Barber of the Landings Golf Club down in Kingston has won his second consecutive event on the Flagstick.com Ottawa PGA Tour. Uh, this one held at the, uh, at the Camelot Golf Club. Uh, really nice track, really difficult track. And Chris was the only one uh, subpar uh, on the round, 71. Great, great shooting. And what's the consistent factor here for Chris? Chris, I know you're listening. What's the consistent factor? Number one, you're playing more, you're getting into the competition. Number two, your daughter, Madison, is on uh, caddying for you two times in a row. That's two wins you're not going to let her go back to school. You're not going to let her leave again because you keep winning with her caddying for you. There's got to be something there. I'm just saying, congratulations, Chris. That's awesome. Um, Daryl Buchanan, uh, uh, it doesn't play a lot of golf anymore. Daryl's, uh, I've known Daryl for a long time. Daryl Buchanan won the senior division, uh, with a, with a round of 74. That's a solid round of golf too. Um, Uh, uh, Daryl's a a really good player Uh, just doesn't play as much competition as he used to Um, you know the business of running golf courses I guess uh, does take its toll but hasn't taken its toll on his ability to score 74 Daryl fantastic all right moving right along um, following the flagstick open which again we'll talk about but following the flagstick open some of the players went right from that over to the Ottawa Hunt uh, and and tipped it up at the auto hunt on Monday, Tuesday, 28, 29th, uh, for the Alexander of Tunis. Alexander of Tunis is a very long-standing golf tournament uh, within the National Capital Region. It's been going on forever. Started with the three golf courses, the Hunt, the Royal, Rivermead. Um, and um, uh, it's a prestigious event, a very prestigious event. And guys want to win it. I guarantee that. Now it involves players, not just from this region, but also involves players from uh, from Quebec um, because it is uh, sanctioned by the Quebec Golf Association or Golf Quebec. And um, since the Ottawa Valley Golf Association is part of Golf Quebec, as well as in some respects, part of uh, Golf Ontario, players from this region do, do qualify to play in it and and generally do very well. But this year, Krister uh, Vendette, uh, Christopher Vendette uh, narrowly edged out the young 15-year-old Ottawa Hunt Club phenom, Yari Roo. Uh, Hopefully I got that pronunciation right. Sorry if I didn't. You can correct me. Uh, in a two-hole playoff to take the title. Um, 15 years old. That's a year older than my son. And they were four under for two rounds of golf at the Hunt Club. Hunt Club's not an easy track, people. I'm telling you that right now especially the green complexes. I mean, you miss a green around the Hunt Club. Getting up and down is not an easy task, believe you me. Uh, 26 other local players made the cut at the Tunis this year, which is fantastic. Um, and, and some were in contention uh, after the first round, but uh, um, you know, faded a little bit uh, and uh, the Hunt Club got them. So uh, uh, good for them. Uh, congratulations to all the players that uh, that participated. Our own Joe McLean was out there pretty much the whole day. He got some good pictures um, uh, of uh, of some of the players, particularly local players. But uh, you can check out uh, a little bit more detail. There's a little more to the story uh, that uh, that Joe wrote uh, in his wrap up. You can check that out at Flagstick.com, um, and you can uh, you can read uh, a little bit more of the details uh, that I will not go into. Um, Now, you might remember way, 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 way back that we uh, announced that the OVGA was, uh, Ottawa Valley Golf Association was creating a Ottawa Valley Golf Association Hall of Fame. And uh, they were gonna be making announcements this summer uh, with respect to those who have been inducted into the player categories and the builder categories. Well, those announcements have been made And uh, I have, I'll give you a list of those people that have been inducted into the inaugural Ottawa Valley Golf Association Golf Hall of Fame. Diane Doolin, Alexis Sterling Fraser, Robert Fougere, Eric Kaufmanis, who you might remember we did a uh, profile on uh, in this, uh, in one of our latest digital editions. Uh, Carl Keffer, longtime golf professional at the Royal Ottawa, Margaret Masters, Alison Murdoch, Greg Olson, Helen Page holmes and Brian Vance. That's in the players category. In the builder category, the Ottawa Hunt Club, Royal Ottawa and Rivermead were all inducted in the builders category primarily because of their contributions to creating and building the Ottawa Valley or the Ottawa District Golf Association, the Ottawa Valley Golf Association. They were the ones that stepped up and hosted a number of the events that were held um within the uh within the district back in the original days so they were inducted in the builder category and Swati witherspoon um some you may not even know who that is and to find out who that is and to find out more of the detail about those people who have been inducted and let me say congratulations on behalf of myself and everybody here at flagstick congratulations to those that were inducted into the uh, inaugural Ottawa Valley Golf, Hall, Golf Association Hall of Fame. Um, well deserved, glad this finally happened, glad the Ottawa Valley Golf Association uh, decided to go ahead with this. You can find a full description of everything with respect to each of the inductees um, on uh, at the Ottawa Valley Golf Association's website at ovga.org, okay? so. For more detail on that, check it out there. There's a little bit more of the detail at flagstick.com, but the full detail you'll find at ovga.org. Now, I want to take a quick break <clears throat> because I need to take a quick break. Um, you know, you kind of get tired after a while. I haven't done this in a week. I actually feel like I'm exhausted after the first 20 minutes. Good Lord, I'm, I'm 50 years old, but I'm not that old. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And When we come back, I'm going to have a full wrap-up of the past weekend's flagstick open including the interviews that scott mcleod our scott our very own here scott mcleod did with each of the division winners and our overall champion so stay there don't go away we will be right back
1: at ping our culture of curiosity has been driving innovations for over 60 years Innovations like the new G425 Iron, which brings you greater distance without sacrificing the forgiveness and control you need to play with precision. And with free access to the Arcos Caddy system, you'll play smarter and shoot lower scores. The new Ping G425 Iron. Better by every measure. Get fit today.
0: Visit ca.ping.com to learn more about G425. Well, as promised, we are back. Well, we, I, I, we, okay, we're back. Um, with a full wrap-up of the Flagstick Open. Now, my goodness, so much planning goes into golf tournaments of this uh, of this nature, amateur golf events, professional golf events. The Flagstick Open has sort of a, I'm not going to say cookie-cutter program to it, but we've been doing it for so long. We're at the same club. The setup of the course is, is different, but the way we set it up and how we go about the process is the same Um, We change things from time to time, whether it's how we score the event, which we did fully mobile this year, uh, obviously to to minimize content or contact uh, amongst the players, and at the same time it allowed us to do a live leaderboard which we had posted on flagstick.com all weekend, it's still up there now it's not going to be up there for very much longer because it really doesn't belong there on a regular basis so we're going to take it down. Um, but uh a lot goes into it, and when it's over, it's like this big sigh of relief. Oh my gosh, I enjoy doing that. It's so much fun, it's a lot of work, it's long days. Now it's over. Monday was, you know, a bit of a day of rest. Uh, but uh, but it's over. Anyways, great golf was played all weekend long. Um, despite the fact that Saturday it was absolutely atrocious early on when we sent our uh, our division one players out our our low index players, uh, with a reversed field, uh, that was the first time that we've ever done that. And, uh, we went, uh, and sent our low indexes out and then our high indexes out later, uh, to give uh, a little flip of the field. Second day, we flipped it back around again, but poured rain for about the first three or first eight, seven or eight holes for most of the players that teed off at seven in the morning. And then it kind of broke up, but man, was it windy. And then, uh, Sunday, windy might have been an understatement. They were tough, tough conditions. The winds came up hard, dried everything out. We got very little rain until late, late, late in the day. And the greens were were super slick, super good condition all around on that golf course. Chris Bollett's the superintendent there and his crew do an amazing job every year of getting that golf course ready for people to play. And in particular, you know, we're happy that we have it there because that course is just, it's tournament golf course, period. Uh, awesome. Uh, but it was drying out pretty quickly after all the rain the first day. And uh, scoring conditions were tough, uh, but some players really kind of, Jump through and uh like i said our very own scott mcleod interviewed each of our division winners um so we're going to go through each one of those interviews uh right now and uh you can listen to what each of the winners in each of the divisions uh had to say so um without further ado uh our champions at this year's flagstick open
2: all right we're with the d flight winner chad moran how'd you play this week uh, probably a couple of the best rounds I've played in my life, tell you the truth. What went well for you? Um, well, I'm not a long hitter, um, my short game is on fire. Yep. Just a lot of up and downs? Tons of up and downs, yeah. I actually, on the first round, uh, pulled a bunker shot. I think that's the second of my life for birdie, so, yeah. What's it feel like to win? You know what, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Have you won much before as far as Um I won um, the C division uh, in the uh, Sun Scramble about five or six years ago, and that was a lot of fun.
0: Um,
2: and haven't done much in that uh, before, and uh, yeah. So so where are you going to put the trophy? Um, wherever my wife lets me. All right, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, How do you enjoy the tournament? Uh, fantastic. Uh, it's my second year playing. I played last year um, and you know what? Uh, I've played in a few tournaments uh, by other organizations but this is just, this is the one you have to go into. It's just it's so much fun. It's so well organized that the pricing is great. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Alright, we're with our C Flight winner here, Bill Karras. Uh, how'd you play today? Uh, it wasn't pretty but it was enough to get the job done tough conditions out there? Yeah, it was gusty. So, how did you play overall suppose, the two days? Uh, I played real well yesterday and today was just dry, So, What did you do well over the weekend? Uh, rolled
3: the ball nice the everything,
2: everything else was a little... how do you How do you like coming and playing this tournament though? It's a little fun. Um, you get a lot of stuff. You win. I don't know. It's awesome. <laughs> And uh, we're here with the trophy. Um, uh, in my bedroom. All right, <laughs> I like it. Uh, we'll see you back next year. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we're here with the B flight winner, Aiden Coyle. How did you play this weekend?
3: Uh, a lot of ups and downs, but overall it was a good weekend.
2: Nice little finish there, a way to close
3: it out? Yeah, birdie-birdie finish. uh, The wind died down, but it started raining, but a couple birdies to finish it off. What did you do well over the weekend? Um, A lot of iron shots. were going where I wanted them. The putting was up and down, and then my uh, driver was uh, pretty consistent throughout the weekend.
2: Now, you've won a few trophies before, but uh, where's this one going?
3: with the other ones i guess I yeah. and uh, we'll see that, you back next year for not, sure not All right, congratulations
0: kind of thank you now before we get to the interview with our overall champion um who by the way our overall champion this year was brennan smith uh, brennan smith like, this was fantastic i'll make seven under par for two rounds in those conditions on that golf course that is awesome golf played by brennan but not to be completely overshadowed here is our defending champion Robert Mustard who was right there again this year finished at six under one shot back and it all came down to a single putt on the final hole that Brennan had he'll describe it in his interview but it had to be about a three or four footer not an easy putt with everything that was on the line to make for par to take the championship away from possibly allowing robert mustard to repeat or you know for it to go to a playoff and have a chance to repeat so here's the interview with uh, our champion brennan smith all right we're here with the winner brennan smith uh how'd you play this weekend I played
3: good the the weather was tough and i think it came down to just pounding fairways and greens and trying to make some putts and i haven't won a tournament in a long time and the putter worked this week so that was something I haven't done in a while, so it felt good. Yeah, I mean, you said uh, as far as tough conditions, I mean, uh, rain yesterday and then wind today. Uh, how did you just keep yourself in it? Try to focus as best you can try to uh, try to pick spots, try to, uh, you know, try to get the number right as best you can and then hope for the best, really try to hit it as pure as you can and then hope that the wind doesn't grab it. But it did a few times, but the putter usually makes up for that if it goes well. And uh, obviously it was a bit of a battle with Robert back and forth. And uh, how would that go? guy's a player Um, yeah he put a lot of pressure on me today we were back and forth all over the front nine and then um, I made a couple birdies to start the back and and then he made a couple late and clutched a six seven footer on 18 there to put the pressure on me so he's a great player and it was a lot of fun playing with him yeah so uh, obviously you played in this event before but now you get your name on the uh, trophy Uh, beat a good field to do it how's that feel? feels great yeah like I'm you look at the names on that trophy they're all uh, they're all exceptional players. So to be a part of
0: that's awesome. And looking forward to defending next year. Perfect, thank you. What an awesome interview. You'd almost think that Brennan's been on the podium so many times. He sounds like a like a seasoned PGA professional being interviewed by, by our own Scott McLeod. Um, again, congratulations, Brennan. Congratulations to all our players. Good run, Robert. Uh, um, and then Robert had a couple of decent rounds at the Hunt Club the next day So uh, at the Tunis. Um, I have to say hats off to all of our crew, um, uh, Rich, Pat, Gene, Jerry, Gail, our rules officials, man, those people are out there slogging it around in that crap all weekend long, trying to make sure the players are moving along. They've got issues, especially in those conditions. There's always going to be issues, some tough, tough rulings that had to be made. and uh, And they do it every year for us. And I can't, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it to my own uh, crew, uh, uh, Joe McLean, uh, his wife Paula, who sits and does the registration on on day one uh, every year. Uh, you know, Joe was out spotting on the golf course, spent the whole day on the on the the tee on Sunday doing the starting eight. You know, eight hours in forty degree humidity, and uh, I don't think he came in once. So. Uh, Scott McLeod, my good buddy and and you know he did the starting on on Saturday and then was, uh, you know, setting up T markers on each morning, Uh, my son Brandon who helped out uh, throughout the weekend even got out there at 530 in the morning on on Saturday to help with setting up T markers and and running around doing some things. Uh, The crew at Equinel, like I said before, Chris and his and his team on on the Greens crew just got the course in amazing shape and it it held up well over the weekend I appreciate that, Uh, Rick milks the general manager Scott McEnroy the pro all the pro staff out there, um, the meal was awesome ribs love it, Uh, you know, hopefully next year we are back to our original May date, which is where we wanna be, which may force us to limit the field size from what we had at 144 this year to 120, um, just because we're not gonna have the same daylight we have to build in. So we'll have to see what happens. So when we post that registration for next year's Flagstick open is up, you better register quick because we did have a waiting list, a very long waiting list this year that we started to work through pretty quickly and uh, i'm sure that there'll be a waiting list next year as well now we do have another event coming up in the fall uh the two ball championships at Brockville country club september 11th and 12th details of the tournament are online at flagstick.com registration is not open yet it will be i just have to finish getting the details of how we're going to handle the uh, team registration Uh, and doing the scoring and stuff set before we do that but that event's going to be happening in the fall so i'm going to take another quick break there's a lot going through here but when we come back from that break two guys two younger guys keenan reynolds and william brown uh have come up with this really great uh initiative uh golf initiative for um a community golf initiative for uh, more or less underprivileged kids that don't necessarily have the means or ability to get equipment and get out on the golf course uh, and learn the game. Um, When we come back, we're going to talk to uh, Keenan and William about that, uh, that new initiative in that program. So stay with us. Uh, We'll be right back.
1: At Ping, we're an engineering company. Success is measured in the lab and on your scorecard we focus on results, your results. In the G425 Max driver, that means more time in the fairway, less time in the rough. It means longer drives, shorter approach shots, and fewer putts. The new G425 drivers taking MOI to the max. Get fit today. Visit ca.ping.com to learn more about G425.
0: All right, we're back, and as promised, I'm here uh, with uh, William and with uh, Keenan. And um, as I mentioned off the uh, off the before the break, uh, um, they've launched a, a, an initiative and uh, called uh, the Front Nine Project. And um, we're going to get into talking a little bit about what this project is all about. So first of all, welcome, uh, welcome guys to uh, Six One Three Golfer Podcast. It's good to have you with me.
4: Thanks, Jeff. It's happy to be here.
0: Awesome.
5: Now, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it.
4: Uh,
0: not a problem. Now this is a great initiative Now we've had conversations before today about it. Uh, and, um, and I've told you, you know, what I thought of the project and, and uh, how much I like what you guys are doing. So let's get into that. Cause I want people to know what it is that you're doing um, what this project is. So let's start whichever one of you wants to jump in and take the ball how did this concept, this idea all come about?
4: For sure. Uh, so William and I have known each other for about eight years now. We, we met playing against each other in the local Ottawa minor hockey loop. And we were both a couple of the better players in the league. And, and obviously uh, we were drawn together and uh, we became really good friends over the years. And we've always wanted to do something professional together. And with COVID making golf, one of the only recreational activities that people could actually do in a safe manner last summer, there was a huge influx of new golfers into the sport. And William and I actually wanted to create a business that might capitalize on that influx to try to make some money. Because we understood that it would be a lucrative summer for the sport. But then we realized that there was a whole segment of the population that would never be able to have access to that influx into golf. Simply because of the socioeconomic status of their families and the area codes in which they they grow up in, um, and we realized that there's a lot more merit in doing something that kind of helps to push a segment of the population up and give them opportunities, rather than trying to make a quick buck uh, as as a summer project as two students, and that's kind of where the idea came about. We we started spitballing ideas and. Um, our first our, our first draft was was one that doesn't look a lot like what we have now. Uh, I'm sure you know uh, as a professional that the, the first idea is not usually the one that, that you go with but oh <laughs> but uh, we've been able to, to overcome all the obstacles that have come up in our way and, and we're really happy to have paired with, the OSEG Foundation and the Ottawa Community Housing Foundation to bring this initiative that's going to give a group of five to eight underprivileged youths the opportunity to play golf and learn how to play golf this summer.
0: Okay, so now let's let's build on that. Uh, what is the Front Nine project?
4: For sure. So the Front Nine project is going to be a six week program this summer. Uh, in collaboration, like I mentioned, with Ottawa Community Housing, we're we're going to be having kids get nominated through their uh, professionals on the ground in their communities. Uh, essentially, looking for kids that are 11 to 16 years old that have always expressed or always wanted to to try the sport of golf. Um, again, it, golf is a sport that traditionally has been gate kept by the the upper middle class, just due to the uh, the sheer amount of of, of money that needs to go into beginning the sport. And uh, what we're gonna be doing is we're gonna be giving them access to ranges, teaching them the nuances of the game, the rules of the game, the etiquette of the sport itself, as well as just allowing them to be kids in a fun, positive environment, which realistically since COVID has been really hard to come by. Uh, They've had all normalcy stripped from their lives in terms of their social lives, academics at school, they were doing online school, um, in, in every sense of the word their lives have been turned upside down and we're just trying to give them uh, the, the normalcy that, that every kid deserves at that age.
0: Of course now William um, programs like this they cost money um, and of course uh, you're going to be you're going to have to be raising funds you know relying on on support financially to, to get this program going. Why don't you kind of talk a little bit about that side of it the financial side of it how how all this is going to uh how all this is going to play out
5: yeah so we uh we had plans to do sort of a split sort of fundraising drive um half of it being corporate sponsorship and half of it being grassroots uh sort of community donors um the corporate side of of fundraising has been difficult for us this year just because a lot of the the companies have been uh, hit hard by by covid and uh we were sort of operating on a shorter time timeline. Um, so that really pushed us to go more of the grassroots way and, and rely on the community itself. Um, so we've, uh, we've officially launched publicly on, uh, on Monday of this week, and uh, we've been doing great so far. And we've, we've actually hit our target goal of $10,000 wow. in, uh, in, in only 18 hours. So we've had uh, great feedback from the community and we're, we're very thankful for all the donors. And uh, we plan to keep fundraising actually to uh, to try to to gain traction for running next year's uh, program, as well as uh, put money into future scholarships for these kids so that they can continue playing golf uh, after this summer.
0: Guys, that, is that uh, I'm floored? I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised having, um, you know, had Zoom meetings with both of you uh, prior to this, uh, that you're at this point. Um, skeptical at first of whether you would get to this i mean (laughs) yeah yeah, i mean sure a little bit but not surprised but the you know ten thousand dollars raised guys that is you know absolutely phenomenal um and i i have to say that i am like very 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 impressed and i'm i'm very glad because it it also shows what you guys are presenting to people and it shows just how much people want to support an initiative like like the uh, the front nine project. So, uh, man, congratulations on getting, you know, to the to this point financially. And I and I got uh, obviously we're early here. So, I mean, there's still there's still money, uh, still lots of money that can still be raised. Um why don't we talk a little bit about um the uh, the the way in which kids will be selected into the uh, into the program now we talked about a nomination process. we want people to be able to participate so how is that going to people are listening to this podcast and wondering man that's that's awesome how how can I get involved in this like how what can I do to get my kid in or like how does that work
4: yeah so uh, because we have partnered with the Ottawa Community Housing Foundation this year our kids are going to be coming primarily uh, through that foundation. Um, we, we wanted to, to really cater it towards kids coming from disadvantaged communities um, in, in which they might be relying on some, some social support uh, a little bit. So that, that is again, the segment of the population where um, paying 60 bucks for a green fee, renting a set of clubs, balls, teas, and transportation logistics, even getting to the course it's, it's not gonna be feasible for, for the large majority of people living at those communities. So for this summer, um, there, there is no formal registration or nomination process. We're actually, uh, we wanted to take a step back and just focus on the fundraising. And we've actually allowed Ottawa Community Housing to, to take point on that and to give us the kids. Uh, we didn't wanna to have too much input on the selection process because um, there's a lot of discretion that would go into that. And William and I, Quite frankly, just aren't uh, we? We aren't the type of people that we don't have the expertise necessarily to to be making those decisions, especially with kids that just want to try the game of golf. We're gonna we're gonna leave that to the professionals and uh, whoever the kids are, we're gonna run the best possible program we can for. It.
0: Oh, that's that's awesome, guys. Now, what's next? Uh, where do we where do you go from here? What uh, like let's get let's get as much information out there about this as we can. So what what's what's coming? What's next? What do we do?
4: Yeah, so uh, there's, there's a couple things down the pipeline. Obviously, uh, having partnered with OSEG Foundation, uh, being the, the banner company that owns the Red Blacks, the 67s, the Ottawa Fury, uh, we've, we've had initial conversations about potentially having athletes out to, to speak to the kids uh, at these days. Um, obviously, we're in collaboration. Uh, we've opened dialogues with ranges and courses across Ottawa. Um, about potentially being a host uh, course slash range for the program. So, if anyone listening to this uh, would like to to throw their courses or ranges name in the hat, we'd we'd love to to open a dialogue about that. And then finally, uh, like Brownie said, we are still fundraising. We met our initial goal, which which we were we were cautiously optimistic that we would reach inevitably. But the the support and uh, all all of the love that the Ottawa community, the Ottawa golf community and the Ottawa hockey community uh, has shown us, has just been so heartwarming. And and like you said, Jeff, it, it's really touching to see that, that the Ottawa community wanted to, to show their support and stand behind an initiative like this, because I think we can all agree that the only real way to grow the game of golf is is to allow, allow segments of the population that, that never would have been able to otherwise to try the game. And inevitably for you, I know you run a very successful golf, golf media company a golf business these people will inevitably become consumers of of golf products become avid golf fans and will only continue to grow the the game to their their kids and their kids kids so uh, all in all this has just been an awesome initiative so far for us to run and we're appreciative of everyone that's been able to support us
0: oh that's awesome so now if people want to financially contribute uh, William, how do they go about doing that? There's got to be a website. Uh, you want to give it to us? And then I'll flash it up on the screen for those watching on, the, on YouTube today. Uh, I'll flash all that info up on the screen for them. But why don't you give us that info?
5: Yeah, so we do have a, a webpage called, it's through CanadaHelpS.org. They're, uh, they're uh, um, getting all the donations through them. And they're, they're uh, giving out the charitable tax receipts as well. Um, so I can drop the link in the chat if that would, if that would help. Oh, sure. Um, you
0: can, you or you can email it to me. Uh, you can put sure. it in the chat. You can email it to me afterwards and, and, uh, or you can just read it off or unless it's a big, huge, long. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll make sure, week, so. I'll make sure that, uh, that I, anou- I announce it after we get off there uh, I'll put it up on the screen and announce with that. Uh, but it's through CanadaHelps.org.
5: Correct. Yeah. Right? And there's also okay. been uh, some, some articles written through, you know, the Ottawa 67s, the citizen, and the sun and, and they've also attached the link to, to those articles. So um, finding it through them and then finding the link there also works. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, guys, um, before I let you go, is there anything else that you want to get out there uh, to the masses of golf people that may or may be listening or watching this uh, about uh, the Front Nine project?
4: For me, again, it's just just saying thank you. Uh, we 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 can't express enough gratitude for for all the support and the love we've we've received. Uh, Jeff, you specifically, uh, obviously, you're saying we've chatted before. The the advice and insight you gave us on the golf community, um, obviously, it, it we can't say we can't say enough how much it helped. Uh, we're we're a little out of our element, uh, just two university students trying to make a positive difference in our local community here and and having the, the, prof- the professionals that, that we've bounced these ideas off of and gotten the insight and the advice from has, has really helped shape what the, the Front Nine project has become and will only help to improve and shape what it can become in the future, which we hope can become a mainstay in the Ottawa uh, philanthropic sector.
0: Uh, William, anything to add or?
5: Yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll just echo that. It's been awesome. Me and Keenan have learned so much through this process and we've also met so many great people. And, uh, you know, the amount of help that we've gotten from the Ottawa community has been uh, overwhelming and we cannot say thank you enough to, uh, to everyone.
0: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, for uh, two university students, as you want to, uh, you so eloquently put it, um, you know, let me say thank you to you guys for showing uh, the initiative to come up with an idea like this and to stick with it and to, and to launch it and make it happen. Um, I have no doubt that you're going to make it uh, a bigger success uh, than uh, you can possibly imagine. And I'm really glad uh, to have had the chance to talk to you guys. And I'm very glad to be able to work closer with you guys uh, into the future on this project, as we have talked about doing. So thank you guys so much for coming on the show today and, uh, and all the best. Good luck with the program this summer. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Not a problem, guys. Well, that was uh, thanks again, Keenan and William, for, uh, for coming on and talking about the Front Nine Project. Uh, it, it's a really great initiative, people. Um, there's a lot of projects, there's a lot of, of similar type things out there, um, you know, on a much bigger scale than what, what uh, William and Keenan try- have, have launched. But I think the, they're starting at the grassroots level. They're dealing dealing with it exactly the way they should. They're going to build this thing up. And I think it's awesome uh, because I think that the 613 and in particular the National Capital Region can really benefit from this. Um, The future of the game is our young uh, junior golfers coming up and playing. And it's not just the junior golfers who have parents who are members at clubs or who have, have parents who play all the time. There's a lot of kids out there That want to play golf, that have an interest in the game, that want to play golf and just don't have either the means or the opportunity um, to do so. And what they need is a place to hit golf balls. And it doesn't, frankly, it doesn't even have to be on a golf course. That can be ultimately the reward. Um, You know, at the end of the, at the end of the, the, the rainbow for them to play a couple of rounds of golf, but even just to get out on the driving range and get some instruction from some people who know the game, whether it's Ottawa PGA professionals, whether it's really good amateur golfers that, that understand the game and can give them the basics to work with and to build on, just give them the opportunity. And I think that that's what Keenan and William are trying to do is it just simply trying to come up with a way to give kids the opportunity to play the game if they're interested in playing the game. And, you know, if they're not interested after they've given it a really good go and, and then fine. But, you know, I think it's really important because frankly people, our industry depends on it. You know, we all get older, I'm getting older. Thirty years from now, I might not be playing golf, and there's lots of people who are 50 that it will be that'll be 80 and 85 years old that aren't going to play golf. Well, who's going to take our spot? Somebody has to take our spot. If there's, you know, 100,000 people or more playing golf, and, you know, we get older and stop playing, and all of a sudden now there's 80,000, and then there's 60,000. If we don't have the young kids coming up to take our spot, then we don't have an industry. So we need to look after these juniors and I know it's difficult and golf courses are busy and they want to, you know, we're trying to make money. The golf golf is a business and golf courses want to earn revenue. But the one thing that we have to do somehow, some way is we have to make sure that we look after our junior golfers and not just the ones that can afford to play and have their own equipment. We have to look after the ones that can't, that want to play because, giving them the opportunity can help us out in the long run. So thanks Keenan and William for doing that and uh, uh like I said uh, uh check out the website on on the on the previous uh uh the previous screen there and 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 go in and, and help them out. Now uh it's been a week so I'm trying to remember everything that I do on this podcast. He said really don't write a whole lot of stuff down. So um uh, one thing that we do every week on the 613 Golfer podcast is we try to help you with your golf game. At the same time, it helps me with my golf game because I get to watch and listen to the tips as well. So, as we generally always try to do at this point during the 613 Golfer podcast, we're going to head out to the lesson tea at the Kevin Hain Golf Center and we're going to have a listen to the latest quick tip from our good buddy, Kevin Hain. Kevin? all yours
5: all right golfers another putting quick tip out here at the Kevin Haim Golf School this one's really neat because most people I work with they shimmy shake or move around a little bit when they're putting so I love this tip practice putting with one arm and put the other arm on your stomach or your sternum or your chest and you'll really get a sense as to whether it's just arm swing or whether you're moving around a little bit, either your hips or your chest or your arms. You can use both arms. That was my forward arm. This is my trailing arm. Same thing. It just gives me a feeling of swinging the putter and not moving my body. Next time you're practicing, try at least a few with just one arm on the putter and see what that feels like, whether you're moving around or not. It'll make you a better putter. I guarantee it.
0: As always, a great tip. And uh, I I must say, go to KevinHame.com um you know a lot of these quick tips are posted on kevin's website some of them are posted on ours um but there literally are hundreds of tips (laughs) um you know it would take me years to to uh to get through posting you know a number of he and he keeps doing new ones uh you know there's another new one every every he does his tip tuesdays every tuesday there's a new quick tip uh, that he posts on social media uh so uh, check out kevinhame.com, and um, you'll see a lot of other tips that Kevin does, but we're, we're very blessed that he provides us with some really good ones here on the, on the six Month, Three golfer podcast that we can put out there for you. Um, those of you listening on uh, Spotify and Apple podcasts and other audio uh, versions of the podcast, you don't get to see the po- the, uh, the tips. So you might miss a little bit of stuff. Those of you watching on YouTube, or checking the videos out through uh, flagstick.com, you do get to see the tips and you get a little bit more of the detail. Now, um, I got to say, that's about it for us for this week. Uh, After having a week off, this is a pretty long show, and uh, but there's a lot going on. And I expect, uh, you know, next week we'll have uh, a little bit more information, a little more wrap-ups of some of the events that have been going on, particularly with the Play Junior Golf Tour, the OVGA. Uh, they have a lot of events happening. This is golf tournament season at its finest so uh, i do encourage you to listen back again uh next week with the the next episode of the 613 golfer podcast i also want to mention that the next digital edition of flagstick magazine yes digital still not print uh will be out next friday Uh, i believe that's july the 9th and um uh, you'll be able to get a wrap-up of everything that's been going on over the last uh you know 30 days or so uh in its digital form you can check out every episode of this podcast on flagstick.com. And, uh, you know, there's some great stuff there. You can go back and listen to as many of them as you want. If you really like what you're hearing and what you're seeing and what you're listening to, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. uh, Subscribe to us on Spotify. Like I said, check us out at flagstick.com. If you like watching us on YouTube, do us a favor. Like it on YouTube subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can get every single and, and and click that little notification bell that bell means you'll get notified as soon as the next episode of 613 golfer podcast drops so thanks again to uh Keenan and uh William for coming on and talking about the front nine project thanks again to Kevin for another great quick tip thanks again to Ping our our really good sponsor once again this week. We need the sponsors and Ping has been gracious to be a part of the 613 Golfer Podcast all season long. Uh, check out all the line of G425 irons, woods, hybrids, and irons at ca.ping.com. Get out there and try them out. I know you won't be disappointed. I am Jeff Botter. This is the 613 Golfer Podcast. And always remember, go for the stick.